0: Hi there, and welcome to another episode of the STEM Everyday Podcast. Welcome to the STEM Everyday Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Chris Woods. Putting STEM into every classroom every day. Well, welcome back to the STEM Everyday Podcast. As always, I'm Chris Woods, and you can find me on Twitter at DailySTEM. And thanks for joining us on this episode. And this time we get to chat with a third grade STEAM teacher from McFarland, California, Welcome to the show, Valerie Perez.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be on today's show.
0: I'm I'm so excited to be able to chat with you today, Valerie. You are not only a brand new third grade STEAM teacher at a brand new Steam Academy, which is which is going to be a neat story to to think about how does, <laughs> yes. how, does how does a school become a Steam Academy, but but you're also a reading specialist. And, yes. and actually you're a finalist, one of 15 in the country for a hundred thousand dollar award for your classroom and your school so stay tuned stay tuned in this episode you can find out where to vote and uh, hopefully we can help Valerie get a hundred thousand dollars for her her classroom and her school and her kids because they would love that wouldn't they
1: Yes, that would be amazing.
0: <laughs> All right, so we'll come back to that in a minute. Valerie, you're a you're a third grade STEAM teacher. How did you become a STEAM teacher?
1: Well, this is my 18th year in education, and All right. yes, yes. So part of my um, time spent in education was as a reading coach, supporting teachers. So I was outside of the classroom for 11 years, mm-hmm. and then returned to the classroom. Uh, four years ago, actually yep. three years ago, because this is my fourth year. Great. And uh, quickly, I realized that with Common Core, there was so many changes within the classroom. Mm-hmm. And um, so that very first year, I, I remember thinking my students, in order for them to be future ready, they are going yeah. to need so many experiences that a regular textbook will not be able to provide them. Exactly. They're going to need hands-on learning. They're going to need uh, real life They need need to draw from real life projects um, in order to make those real world connections and they need to be able to collaborate and be creative. But I did not know that my first year going into the classroom because that very first year I did a lot of the strictly textbook uh, work with the students. And I remember leaving that first year thinking I've really failed my students this year. Uh, And um, so when I went on my search for how do I engage my students, how do I make them more motivated? I kept coming in across STEM and I was thinking to myself, what is STEM? What is STEM? And so um, my second year back, uh, we got a new principal. Um, he's not new to the district, but he was new to our school site. And yeah. I remember close to the beginning of the year, I said, um, you know, by the way, Mr. Diaz, I think what I want to do is I want to teach STEM. Yeah. And he looked at me and he said, okay, but you know it's STEAM now, right? And I'm thinking, <laughs> just, 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 just let me grasp the science, technology, engineering, and math part of it. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> let, me, let me let me tackle one thing at a time okay, before I okay. have to be, be artistic too, but... <laughs> But, but, you know, I, I will always argue that, that if you're doing STEM right, there's always that level of, of art to it. I mean, you can't look at some of the things of, of science, incredible math things, right. not see the art in it. So
1: <laughs> Absolutely. So,
0: so so whirlwind, right? now yes. Now you're just like trying all sorts of new things right
1: yes oh absolutely absolutely um basically when i went back to that classroom when i went back to the classroom my second year and said i want to try stem i knew that we were needing some things so that mm-hmm. um that year I, re- I really focused in on um, just trying to understand what stem was mm-hmm. um, trying to teach that you know engineers design process trying to get technology in my classroom yeah um and then last year i said you know we have chromebooks we're one-to-one yep. what else is there and um i remember visiting another STEM academy, and they had mentioned that they had a 3D printer. They oh, also yeah. mentioned that their 3D printer was not being utilized. And I thought, I want a 3D printer for my classroom, and why wouldn't it be utilized? Let's let's see what happens if we can get a 3D printer in our classroom and see some ways that uh, we can utilize that. Yeah. And um, one of the things that my principal always, you know, he would always say to the staff, Whenever you work on steam, it needs to be intentional. And I knew that he meant. What he meant was there needed to be a purpose behind it. Um, It needed to be much more than just building something just for the fun of it. Um, Students had to make critical connections. They needed to, you know, collaborate. um, Not just, you know, hey, this is fun. We're going to add toothpicks and marshmallows.
0: Right, Um, and and have that and have that 3D (laughs) printer sitting on the on the shelf in your classroom and making little plastic trinkets. That's that's not what STEM is.
1: Correct. And so I remember thinking, well, I'm not sure that he meant intentional STEM, but to me, intentional STEM meant it needed to serve a purpose and it needed to have real world connection. And I really wanted to um, come up with a project that I knew the students were going to be engaged in and could help other kids. And And so um, we came, we came across Enable, uh, Enable the Future, their website that has, um, that um, shows you how to download files to uh, build and print your own prosthetic hands, 3D printed prosthetic hands.
0: Yeah, and and not that you were a three D printed uh, expert or not a, at all. or not a prosthetic all. hands expert.
1: <laughs> not at and all. You're, not a, you're all. a third
0: grade teacher. Third grade a, teacher. A former reading specialist. Yes. And, and 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 you took those ideas and said, "I'm going to try some. I'm going to I'm yes. going to work with them with my kids." And of course, everything always works right the first time. I I know uh, you don't you don't have to. Again, we're chatting with Valerie Perez and <laughs> he has never made a mistake in teaching ever.
1: Oh my goodness. I can my failures are too many to list at this point, that is for sure.
0: <laughs> All right. So so tell us, what was it what was it like when you when you did start it with the kids? Did they did they catch on? Did they did they find it exciting? Did they just say this is boring?
1: Well, um, once, once I brought the 3D printer into the classroom, um, we, I think we, we got um, to the point where we were, we were able to turn it on. And uh-huh. then, um, you know, just in case somebody doesn't know what I'm talking about, but 3D printers print with with plastic filament. Yep. And the yep. filament was white. And I remember the students looking at, um, at first they were like, ooh, ah, this is exciting. You're printing right. letters, yep. Mrs. Price. I think I was trying to print the word thank you or something. It was so not fancy at all. <laughs> and then I think they got excited when we printed like a box. It was just like, a white box and um, after that they were like can you change the colors and I thought oh you know what I wonder if we can change the colors and so it was their questions their questions of you know what what colors are available and um, and then So I looked into the different color types, and we got different color filaments. And then I said, well, you know what, guys? This 3D printer is actually going to serve a purpose. It's going to be used to uh, build these prosthetic hands. So we started looking at pictures of different prosthetic hand designs. And then they started to have a lot of questions about, um, well, how is the hand going to work? And how are the 3D printed pieces going to come together and how are we going to do this and I remember thinking I have no idea how we're going to do this at all (laughs) so students we're going to learn this together
0: and and that's and that's so important you had the kids asking questions and they came up with the questions on their own and and how super that that those kids were already they were iterating in their head they were doing that thinking through that design process yes and and how are we going to put it together and you didn't even have to you you didn't even have to teach that stuff they just naturally do that and that's that's one of the awesome things about kids is they're just naturally creative
1: yes and you know and actually now that you mentioned kids and how naturally creative they are I was actually watching my two children my personal children and how yeah. they're so not afraid to jump into technology and to take yeah. risks and mm-hmm. watching them made me realize um you know they're so excited when when they jump into new technology uh-huh. and um you know watching what they learn from the new technology whatever it may be um and I thought to myself I want to be the type of teacher for myself students that I would want for my own children. So I think that's part of the reason why I Decided to implement the 3D printing, and so watching my students come up with uh, different inquiry type questions for me, um, and then and then drawing on that for my actual lessons because I wanted to make sure I tied the science component, the technology, the engineering, the arts, and the math, you know, into the actual 3D printed right, right. project. So, um, yeah, it's, it's just been very exciting to watch what where 3D printing has um, taken us.
0: Good, and and I think for a lot of educators, again, we're chatting with. Valerie Perez. Uh, you can find her on Twitter at 3rd So at third grade underscore steam. Um, yes. Of course, that'll be in the show notes along with links to how to help her win hundred thousand dollars for her classroom yes. and school. <laughs> when you, when you start a, a lot of STEAM and STEM kind of activities in a classroom, a, a lot of schools, a lot of teachers find that that starting with 3D printing is a, is a great almost like that almost like that entry level. It's like that that first foray into getting the kids thinking that design process. But you moved on since that. So you, you started adding more and more projects. Now your school has been rebranded as a STEAM Academy. What's, what's that like switching from that whole process?
1: Well, you know, initially when I started to take on STEAM, um, I felt, you know, isolated in the process. Um, And and it was nobody's fault but my own. I remember feeling like, um, you know, does anybody else, can anybody else relate to what I'm trying to implement in the classroom? And then, um, you know, it it went from me thinking that to sitting down with my grade level, um, to having conversations with my administrators. My administrator saw the value of STEAM and um they basically um, i'm sure they must have been having their own conversations because i remember at one staff meeting my principal saying you know we are working towards becoming a steam academy and he was talking about the reasons he basically was saying our students um when, when you look at our students that we have here at Brown Road STEAM Academy, um, more than two-thirds of them come from low socioeconomic backgrounds. Okay. Um, and we have, uh, when we think about our students, they are an underrepresented minority group in STEM fields, STEM fields. Yeah. And he basically was saying, you know, I'm from here. I'm from McFarland and watching what I see in these steam classrooms with the few of us that were implementing steam. Right. Um, he, he bought into it. He was like, the, this entire school can do this. And so, um, the staff here, they, we all bought into it and now we're working together to figure out how to, um, work out these new, uh, schedules that we're, that we're implementing, implementing this yeah. year. My entire grade level is working on steam rotations, um, we're not the only ones. Um, in fact, the whole school is working on STEAM rotations, where um, we see pretty much all the students in our grade level. We okay. rotate. Some of us focus on the math component, on the ELA component, on the science
0: okay. component. That's a good yes. way to do it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's 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 new. It's exciting, and it's very very tiring too because we're constantly <laughs> go go go. You know. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So um, some of the other things you've done, you, you've started adding some some virtual reality. Some VR. yes. And for a kid a kid, you know, that's, you know, maybe in a small town in a rural area or, or somewhere that doesn't have access to be able to go on trips to see the world, VR is incredible, right?
1: Oh my goodness! Well, we we are actually at the very beginning stages of it, but yes, absolutely. Um, one of my things is uh, when I think about my classroom, I, I always tell my students that there is a world beyond these walls, students. You know, there's uh-huh. a world beyond this school and beyond McFarland, California. Yeah. And uh, with technology, we're able to see that we're able to collaborate with other classrooms uh, across the um, United States. We're able to collaborate with other classrooms around the world, right. and you know, virtual reality allows you to see these different worlds but but actually the virtual reality came to mind um i I thought of the idea and my husband who's also a teacher um he and i had conversations about um you know, how can I bring this virtual reality? So he's always my sounding board. He's always somebody I
0: go to. Always helps we, to have somebody yeah, to yeah, listen he, to he, and say, oh, you're absolutely. nuts sir! Yes, wow, that's a great idea.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And yeah, he's, he's been great. It's like, I'll ask him something like, I wonder if I can do this. And he's there researching it for me. Um, but anyway, I basically was saying, you know, my students, what they do with 3D printing is they are designing with uh, the free website Tinkercad. And yep. it does bring things... Um, to life for them as far as they can they can look at their work mat and they, they can see it from different angles with the computer but mm-hmm. what if they could walk around their design virtually yeah. and um, and so then my husband and I were like can that happen is that something that can is that something that we can make happen yeah. and so I started looking at Google Google has some great um, virtual they, reality um, programs do, yeah. out there that with, with blocks and with um, tilt brush and so that was one of my main goals is to bring virtual reality to get my students sculpting but once we got the virtual reality uh, equipment. And we started realizing this can do so much more students can visit anywhere in the world with Google Earth. Um, I promise Google does not pay me to, uh, <laughs> to talk so much about them.
0: <laughs> well, they are in California and you're in California. So <laughs> yes. If, if, uh, if Google is listening to this podcast, um, <laughs> if you'd like to contribute and help Valerie Perez in her oh, third grade STEAM classroom yes. in McAllen, USA, just uh, <laughs> contact her uh, on Twitter at third grade underscore STEAM.
1: Oh, yes. Any help was greatly appreciated. <laughs>
0: But, but it is, it's, it's incredible just even just how connected the world is. And, and for a kid in a classroom, whether it's a third grade classroom or a 10th grade classroom, you know, sometimes the only people that they really think about are, are you know, are the family at home, um, the teachers in the classrooms, and, and they don't have maybe a lot of adults Uh, showing them what are the incredible things that are out there? What are the incredible jobs that are out there? They know all the stereotypical jobs, the jobs they see on a TV show, but what are the incredible things people are doing? The new jobs, it's it's a changing world and changing economy. So opening them up with, with VR is a great idea.
1: Yes, absolutely. And I'm always thinking as an educator. You know, I want to make these students future ready, but we don't know what jobs are going to be available to them in the future. No, and um, so, you know, as a teacher, it's it's really hard to prepare them for a future. So you just say, you know, I'm just going to prepare you. Do my best to prepare you with a set of with a set of skills. Those yeah. four Cs that you hear everybody talking about: the yeah. creativity, critical thinking, the communication, that collaboration.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Um, so tell here here's another C word. Uh, you you did a cafe innovate. <laughs> Oh yes which is a family steam event now yes. that's a that was a really cool idea you you invited families and tell us about that
1: so um, the idea came from the fact that um, some of the some of the teachers here in my grade level were sending home steam homework, and um, we basically would send the students home with the set of instructions and the set of materials, and we would say, "Build with your families." And um, you know, some of the students would come back and they would tell me that they that they were able to build with their families, which I absolutely love the idea yeah. of them building with their families. That's and then awesome. others would say, "Oh no, I built this on my own." And we thought, you know, what if um, you know, we don't know. Uh, What's going on at home? But we thought, what if we invited the families to come in and to see what STEAM looks like in the classrooms? And um, we were really very pleasantly surprised with the turnout. Um, families came, they they got their coffee and they got their breakfast. Hey, and that's they the were,
0: important they, part the coffee. The draw, coffee. Yeah. Draw, draw them in with the coffee. To, <laughs>
1: absolutely. And um, they came and they went and visited our different makerspace labs. They worked on coding, they worked on robotics. And in my classroom, they design on Tinkercad and I was able to 3d print some of their pieces and I just oh, very cool. feel like if they can come in and see what it is that, that we are trying to do or implement in the classroom and yeah. then we'll have their support at home
0: you oh, know definitely so, and, and, when those, <laughs> and when those kids have a supportive uh, parent or family at home uh, it, it just makes makes everything go so much better for them uh, at the school in the classroom levels. So. Yes, absolutely. So So let's let's get to this uh, this, this thing. You, you applied and um, the voting is going to go on from October 1st to October 31st. You're one of yes. 15 finalists in, in the United States. Correct? Now tell us about this, Valerie.
1: So Farmers Insurance has a program, it's called Thank America's Teachers, and it's the Dream Big Teacher Challenge, and um, any teacher can apply for a, uh, I believe it's a $2,500 grant. Um, At the time when I looked into it, the only grant available was a $100,000 grant, Um, and so I basically went to my principal and said, you know, um, I don't want to be the only teacher here 3D printing, and you know, it's a little presumptuous to assume that I'm the only teacher 3D printing, but I know that. 3D printers are not common in classrooms, not like your no, Chromebooks. No. And, um, and, and
0: I maybe, think, you know, a lot of schools have maybe a lab that has some in or a space that has some in, but, but to put them in every classroom, I mean, that's ambitious.
1: Right. And so um, we, we, we had a discussion and we basically, um, you know, he helped, he Gave me direction to figure out you know what to focus on and basically i thought of a project that would incorporate virtual reality and 3d printing it would get us several 3d printers several um, virtual reality uh, you know the the pcs the virtual reality sets so that students can um, design and what what we're asking them to design basically we're asking students to design an optical illusion Um, This is actually a school-wide project in which kindergarten and first grade students, they wouldn't design optical illusions, but they would think critically about what creates an optical illusion.
0: Okay, gotcha. (laughs)
1: Second and third grade students would recreate uh, existing optical illusions and then 3D print them. Mm-hmm. And then fourth and fifth grade students would design brand new optical illusions and um, they would do that through virtual reality. They would That's do awesome. with 3D yeah. printing. And then it's a collaborative project with our welding department at our McFarland High School. Oh. So our welding department would weld these designs and they would display them in the community with a nice um a plaque that explains that this was all made possible through Farmers Insurance.
0: Yeah, and and so, of course you you definitely get in the the A the arts part. Of, absolutely. Um, yes. I love I love the collaboration the the multi levels that every kid in every every stage of the elementary can can do something that challenges them at at their stage now. Absolutely.
1: Um, And I'm actually most excited about the fact that um, we would also be receiving professional development within the 3D printing and the virtual reality, you know, because um, like you said, I'm no 3D printing expert. So the fact that we would be getting support for our teachers um, is absolutely amazing too.
0: So, so if any of our listeners, um, have the chance now they can vote once a day from yes. October 1st, to October 31st, uh, use yes. the link and we'll have that link in the show notes. So, um, so when you're finished listening to the podcast, uh, click on that link or go to, to Valerie Perez on Twitter at third grade underscore steam, and you can find that and, and help her out, help those kids, all those great kids at, at McFarland, um, uh, your elementary school there. How, how cool. Uh,
1: yes, that would be amazing.
0: <laughs> to me, it to me, it almost sounds like I mean, you're like, well, the only one is the one hundred thousand dollar one, so I might as well try, you know? <laughs> like, like it's like, let, let's aim for the moon. I mean, yeah, why not? Why not? Why it's, not? It, it's, there, it's there. Let's try it. And and that's a great, you know what? That's a great story just for your own your own kids as well. So yes, yes. Um, now, uh, we talked about a lot of things. It's been great chatting with Valerie Press. I, I got to ask you, we've talked about so many things. Uh, definitely follow her on Twitter and you can see all the great other things that she's doing uh, each and every day with her kids. Some really creative ideas. I just got to say that. Um, Thank you. STEM education in the future, and then we'll uh, then we'll talk about one last fun question. But STEM education in the future, what's your hope? What's your dream that it'll look like?
1: Oh my goodness! Well, you know, you hear CS for all, and I think to myself, STEM for all. I think mm-hmm. I think that yes. all students should have access to STEM education, regardless mm-hmm. of gender, regardless of uh, their socioeconomic status, uh, language barriers. Uh, yeah. We should have STEM education available for all K twelve. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. As Read, far as oh, go
0: ahead. Well, I was going to say reading, writing, and arithmetic. You know, we we need like a new phrase that's like STEM yes. and and CS and and all the other stuff too.
1: I'm Actually, gonna, it should be STEAM for all.
0: I, I know, I know, I know. I'm I'm just I'm just a born and raised you know math person, so I just I just naturally see all that. All that I I can't even get the A out of it. So yes. All right. Point taken. Uh, so one last final question i love to ask everybody. Um, Valerie, if you could have any person from STEM, past or present, come in your classroom, be a guest speaker for these kids, who would it be?
1: Oh, my goodness. I would absolutely love to have teacher astronaut Krista McAuliffe, if oh. she was able to come into our classroom. I think yeah. that that would be amazing. Um, we actually do study her and um, and you know every time I teach about her I learn something new about her. She basically was the queen of the field trips for her students. She, she wanted to uh, bring real world experiences for her students. She wanted to make learning come alive and in that she was so ahead of her time yeah. and um, she just had a dream to reach for the stars and she was a risk taker. She was brave. Um, and she believed in following her dreams. And uh, I just, I just think that's absolutely amazing. And I think that if she were able to come and, and speak to our students, um, my students would, would just be so motivated and inspired by her story. Now, I know her mother goes around and talks to schools. I don't know if she still does it today, but I, I know that she was at least doing that, you know, probably about yeah. five years ago. Yeah. So,
0: all right, Krista. So the challenge is out there. If you want to come and, and chat with some great third graders, and probably the whole school would show up. in McAuliffe.
1: Oh, absolutely! They would, they would
0: all pack into Valerie's classroom, and and they'd love to hear. By the way, Valerie, you to me sound like like somebody like Krista McAuliffe. You're you're taking taking those opportunities. You're saying, I want my kids to see the world, and and that's just awesome what you're doing. And. Thank you so much. Thank you. Maybe someday Valerie Perez will be on a rocket into space. <laughs> Maybe
1: you never know. You never
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> never know. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks for chatting with us today, Valerie. It's been awesome getting to getting to know you and, and let you share your stories with educators out there.
1: Thank you for having me. This has been wonderful.
0: Yeah. And again, follow Valerie on Twitter at third grade underscore steam. Vote for her from October first, October thirty first. Uh, this is two thousand eighteen. Thanks again for listening to this episode of STEM Everyday podcast. As As always, check out all the great podcasts, subscribe on iTunes, your favorite podcast app. And if you want to find out more information, find me on Twitter at DailySTEM and we'll talk to you next time. You're listening to this podcast on the ESDAC Broadcasting Network. To find more information about this or other podcast shows, please visit remarkablechatter.com.